This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Hey guys, this is Venice, and I've got a message from a friend of mine about my favorite podcast. It's your boy, Flavor, Flav, and Full Effect. Check this out, everybody. I want y'all to go check out TJ. What's good, everybody? TJ Johnson here from Voice from the Underground. I am the most handsome. Big ass. And I'm smoking my cigar, of course. You know what I'm saying? The Dutch. You pick me up in an Uber and a PT Cruiser, I'm calling Lyft. Because <laughs> <laughs> they be fighting the power, talking about social issues, politics, you know what I'm saying? And we're not even that good. Right, we're terrible. Terrible. Tanned us <laughs> all over the place. And not only that, but they be keeping the fun with the sports, music, comics, and movies too. Am I allowed to I talk? Think, I think no, not right now. Shut Did up, just... colonizer! <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You on Twitter at VFU Podcast. So you can find them, you can find them. So check one, two. This is Flavor Flav. Yeah, boy! Okay. What Flav was trying to say is, check out Voice from the Underground on your favorite podcast network. Voice from the Underground. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is Extreme Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced. It cannot be stopped. And it is the only free voice left in the Geek Revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is the Dashing Duo. The tired dashing duo. Mm. Derek and myself, Mike. So, Derek, how's it? Oh, sorry. How's it going? No, I'm sorry. Did you say something? I was dozing oh, off. Uh, <laughs> asking how it was going. Uh, it's been a long week. To, to quote the Grateful Dead, it's been a long, strange trip. Mm. So... Thankfully for me, I am off tomorrow. Me too. But I'm back to work on Sunday. Not me. I took off Saturday. As we're talking, as we're recording, we're recording on Friday nights. Uh, this is, of course, Friday the 13th. Ooh, very uneventful Ooh. for me. Me too. <laughs> Plus the full moon. Again, very uneventful for me. But hey, there's tropical. There's a tropical depression. Number nine sitting off the coast of Florida. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. And if it if it does get to the point where it becomes a name, it becomes Umberto. Um, Ooh. Ooh. I am Groot. 
um, the uh, I forgot what I was saying. You posted up on Facebook uh, a very cool thing about Friday the Thirteenth. Keep calm and I thought that was you. But oh, reason no. why the reason why I'm off on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> reason why I'm off on Saturday. The wife's birthday is Monday, and typically I take off a day if her birthday falls Monday Tuesday. I take off a one of the days of the weekend before her birthday. If her birthday's Thursday Friday, I take a weekend day after her birthday. If her birthday's on Wednesday, it's her choice. Now, if it's a Saturday or Sunday, I take off the day of her birthday. Obviously, and. A lot of times I'll actually take the day off her birthday and the day, I'll, I'll take off the whole weekend if her birthday's on the weekend. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, her birthday's Monday and she said Saturday. So I took off Saturday. So just like that. Um, so, um, <clears throat> oh, I was going to find your Friday the 13th. <laughs> yeah, this is a whole bunch of stuff not to yeah. do from the Friday the 13th movie. <laughs> you know, there's another Derek Nato in Springfield, Massachusetts. Really? Yeah. Well, I type in your name, it pops up. Mm, that's interesting. Friday the 13th. Keep calm and don't go swimming. Don't have sex. Don't smoke. Don't drink. Don't go out. Don't split up. Don't run from the killer. If, if you trip, get up and run. And above all, turn on the stupid light before entering any room. <laughs> Good advice. Yep. I think that's the show title right there. Turn on the stupid light. <laughs> Let's just say well, we needed to. Yeah, if I t- if I put in your name, uh, there's you in Gardner, and then there's another Derek from Springfield, Mass, and apparently goes to the American School for the Deaf in Hartford, Connecticut, hmm. or is associated with them. Went to school. Went to the school for the deaf. Interesting. So. Hmm. Unlike you, he's single. <laughs> I'm sure he's a cool dude. Uh, sure, why not? Just so, uh, just does it seem creepy that there's an, another Derek Nato so close in proximity to you? Yes, that's weird. Is, is that like going back in time to see yourself? Is, is there going to be a... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, before you do that, hey, check out the uh, our affiliates on the homepage at WeBeGeeks.net. And supporting them supports us. And, you know, Halloween's right around the corner. Superhero stuff's got some great stuff that you could dress up as your superhero fan or as a superhero. Uh, also, too, check out um, the other links. Supporting them supports us. Also, check out our partners at Heroes and Villains and Found Me. Check those. Click on those pictures. It will take you to their website. Use the code WeBeGeeks for 15% off your first purchase. And with Heroes and Villains, they just introduced character socks. <laughs> the Boba Fett and the Rebel Pilot socks look amazing. <laughs> Stormtrooper, I'm okay with. Vader, I'm okay with. Uh, TIE Fighter Pilot, I'm okay with. But I love the Rebel socks. I love the Fett socks. Those are awesome. Those look very cool. Um... They're a crew sock as well. That gives you an idea of height. Not like stance where they come like halfway up your leg. Mm. Um, also, too, check out our web store, at uh, which is theirs, the one with the rotating images. Uh, we've got some great stuff. And go to our, go to overwookieradio.net, enter the contest, please. It ends Monday, 
enter, you have a chance at some great stuff. A kyber crystal straight from Galaxy's Edge at Walt Disney World. I procured it myself after having you guys, the listeners, or the citizens, and the smugglers at Wookiee Radio vote on it. Um, three comics, Star Wars comics signed by Joe Caramagna. Uh, all books, all titles that he lettered. Um, I got two books, uh, Lost, Lost Tribe of the Sith and Kenobi, donated by John Jackson Miller. From Chronicle Books, a Princess Leia bust and a copy of Smuggler's Guide. Can't go wrong with that. So far, Indeed. so good. Can't go wrong with any of it. A Wookiee Radio hat. It's a flex fit hat made by New Era. It's a really nice hat. Derek's seen the one that I own. That's the exact same one. It's a, it's a nice looking hat. Sure is. I, I see you sporting one here in the future. <laughs> Um, a Halo Legacy book donated by Roco Depot. I know it's a Star Wars contest, but the catch is this is signed by Christy Golden and John Jackson Miller, both Star Wars authors. Uh, fan, fan-drawn cards for Star Wars Destiny donated by I, I Rebel um, from the iRebel podcast. And there's 50. I think 15 cards, which I would love to have a set of my own because these are done up in like 8-bit <laughs> caricature. And I, I love the 8-bit look. I reminisce to our days of early gaming. Uh, but these look cool. That was one of my favorite mobile games was Tiny Death Star. Where was the 8-bit look? Oh, yeah. I never yeah. played that. Play, I did the other one too, Tiny Tower. Mm. But I loved Tiny Death Star because it was the Death Star. Problem is, as you keep adding levels, it costs more and more and it takes forever to build. Mm. I grew old of that quick. <laughs> um, let's see. What else? Uh, I think I got everything this time. If not, just go through, go to Wookie Radio, go to the uh, Raffle Copter giveaway. It's right there. Um, it'll show you, you know, you could scroll through what the prizes are. Check it out. Um, again, the contest ends on Monday the 16th. Winner will be announced Wednesday. Well, it'll be announced Thursday morning, but we're going to announce the winner when we record Wednesday night on Wookie Radio. Mm-hmm. So the winner will be announced Thursday on social media, and the winner will hear their name mentioned on the podcast next week. So there. <laughs> Long-winded. I apologize. <coughs> Excuse me. But how about this? It's not Star Wars related, but it is something that made me go, why can't Star Wars be like this? Of course, now they are, except for the Black Series figures, which they go back to the old five points of articulation. But I'm talking about G.I. Joe. Real American hero. And knowing's half the battle. (laughs) Uh, The G.I. Joe Snake Eyes movie has a release date, cast, and details. Woo! This is cool. Um, The 2009 movie was... Not good. (laughs) Horrible. (laughs) I did not like the look of Cobra Commander. Yeah. I I couldn't tell if Snake Eyes, if his chase, if his upper body was painted black or if he was wearing a shirt. It was so hard to tell. And I couldn't tell what was going on on his face. Yeah. Uh. Um... I hated the fact that none of all these characters wore basic unified gear or mm-hmm. uniforms, not the multicolor uniforms like we had with the characters. Right. Which I thought was cool. Now, there's nothing saying that when they're doing 
covert ops. They can't be in all black, but normal uniform. I was expecting to see Scarlet wearing the padded chest chest on the front of her like Adidas like running man style suit with the boots and the gloves. Right. That's what I expected. Um, now, G.I. Joe Retaliation in 2013 uh, was a little better. Mm. Hey, we got to see a hiss tank. True. Um, we, Maybe slightly better. <laughs> uh, Dwayne Johnson's Roblox, which is not who I was expecting. Terry Crews would make a much better Roblox. Mm. Kind of like that. I'm sorry. The Rock had no facial hair. Roblox yeah. has facial hair. <laughs> uh, Bruce Willis was, well, he was okay. Yeah. I, after after hearing Kevin Smith's story about Bruce Willis on the movie he did, not not the Die Hard sequel that they were both in, but the one that Kevin Smith actually directed, which I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Um, I just have not been much of a Bruce Willis fan. I have not heard that story. Yeah. <sighs> It's on the older podcast, which unfortunately you have to go back and pay for now on Stitcher to listen to. Yeah, well, that ain't happening. <laughs> no. Um, but we we see Snake Eyes in his glory, which that whole sequence with Snake Eyes when they capture Storm Shadow with him and Jinx and the ninjas. That was cool, yes. Uh, that that was, was awesome. Yes. Cobra Commander looked a heck of a lot better. Yes, yeah, true. Closer to what the character should be. And that Cobra, that look for Cobra Commander, I was okay with. Mm. I, I was happy with that one. It sure as heck beat the first one. Yeah, it was definitely an improvement. But we had no, but I don't remember seeing Destra. I uh, don't either, actually. But we did get Zartan, and it was okay. Mm. Well, uh, yeah. despite all that, G.I. Joe 3 is taking its time getting off the ground. I'm sorry, let's not call it G.I. Joe 3. Let's call it G.I. Joe the Reboot, because hopefully this will be a reboot. Uh, hopefully. Um. So, Robert Schwenke will direct the Snake Eyes sequel, or is the Snake Eyes spinoff movie. Uh, he will work off a script written by Evan... Oh, I see why you left me this story. <laughs> Evan Spilatopoulos? I already covered it on Keep, uh, <laughs> so I had to... <laughs> you get to this part and you're like, Evan, yeah, blah, 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 blah. That I'm, dude. I'm going to say Spilatopoulos. Sure. Uh, which he wrote, I guess, Beauty and the Beast and The Huntsman, Winter War, Winter's War. Um, and he is also coming. Schwinski comes to the table with experience from the Divergent franchise in which he did Insurgent and Allegiant, mm. which those movies weren't that bad. No, I didn't see him. Um, great story on why the fourth movie's never done. <laughs> they wanted to go straight to TV with it, and oh, yeah. uh, Shailene Wolseley said, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Theater or none. Um, so. Why, she thinks she's too good for TV? No. <laughs> if the other three have been on, on the big screen, why not finish the franchise on the big screen? Even, mm -hmm. though, even though they had lost some money. So. Um, Cast-wise, uh, Iko Uwais from The Raid will be joining the cast as Hard Master. That's awesome. Uh, he also starred in Headshot, Stuber, and Netflix's Woo Assassins. Mm. Um, it's a good choice. Andrew Koji landed the role of Storm Shadow. 
Not too bad. I, I think mm-hmm. I could agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, just looking through here. You know, if they're if they're doing this, um, then there's there's no there's no reason why we can't call this a reboot. Even though, okay, I I, I understand this is a prequel. But I think they could have potentially used some of the other actors, like Byung Hung Lee, mm. especially if especially if they were able to age reduce Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man in uh, oh, what was that Civil War? Oh yeah, uh, and what was the other one? They uh, Fury and, and Coulson age reduced them in Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel. Mm. Um, now Henry Golden or Golding is uh, playing Snake Eyes. Hmm. Um, and with this, there, there's talk that with this casting, they're not going to hide, hide him under a mask and burn makeup for the entire movie. Well, sure. If it's a prequel, if it's a prequel, which I personally think needs to be a, a reboot as well. I agree. Yeah. So, uh, now the spinoff is scheduled for October 16th, 2020. Hmm. Ooh. Okay, so a little over a year from now. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Um, so I'm sure a lot of fans would be happy if the climax of the movie ends up being a tribute to Silent Interlude, <laughs> which was a story from Larry Hama, mm-hmm. which was a great story. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how well it'll work as a movie, but... Well, no. If the climax of the movie is a is a lot of you now, if you if you get if you start the the two thirds part of the movie, that third mm-hmm. act with silent silent interlude, and then for a bit, and then phase out of it to to wrap the movie, that would be awesome. If you could throw some yeah. of that story arc in there, yeah. Um, but so yeah, I mean, how, how even if you end the movie there with Snake Eyes, you know, mounting the the single assault on Destro's castle. Yeah, that'll be cool. It's just the whole silent part <laughs> doesn't necessarily translate translate well to a uh, to a uh, cinema. <laughs> True, but it'll, it'll be intriguing. Be intriguing to see. Certainly. So, I'm kind of excited. Uh, kind of like um, Bumblebee. I agree with you. I finally watched it. That's the Transformers movie we should have always had. <laughs> That's the Transformers look on screen we should have always had. And we never got until Bumblebee. Yeah. And even then, <laughs> wasn't long. No, but if that's the reboot, hey, great. I don't even know what's going on with them anymore. With the Transformers now. I, I don't think anyone does. Mm. So, um, but that's not the only franchise potentially getting a remake. Indeed. Well, gaming fans, uh... Have long held a particular game that came out in 1997 as one of the greatest games of all time. Excuse me. That is a little game from Square Enix called Final Fantasy VII. And if uh, any of you follow gaming news, you will know that there has been a remake of Final Fantasy VII. In the works now for uh, a couple of years. Um, in fact, it was announced a couple of years ago, and then they kind of went quiet on it for a while. So everybody was questioning what was going on with it. But uh, Square Enix has confirmed that the remake will be coming out on March 3rd of 2020. 
And, of course, the game will be a PlayStation 4 exclusive right now uh, because Square Enix has no current plans to bring the game elsewhere, but that could change. And uh, the other interesting thing is they're going to release the game in, in chapters, they said, which is odd. And a little concerning because it's also... Um, we're also getting to the to the time when they will be bringing out the PlayStation 5. So there is some yeah. concern they could start this on PlayStation 4 and then move it to PlayStation 5, which would kind of uh, not be good for people like me who will probably not be getting a PlayStation 5 right away. But maybe they won't do that. Who knows? Hopefully not. Um, so, of course, the first chapter uh, will be encompassing the beginning of the original game up until the Midgar portion of the game. And, uh, of course, Square Enix has promised a very faithful recreation of the original game. And game director Tetsuya Nomura revealed that players will still find some changes in the upcoming remake. Uh, For example, Square Enix is expanding the game's dialogue options to ensure that players will be given more choices. And Nomura has also confirmed that the cross-dressing scene will still be included in the game, but it will be approached in a modern way, which I'm not exactly sure what that means. But anyway, also, of course, they've updated the graphics in case people haven't noticed. Um... So there's uh, with this, they're going to have some interesting uh, pre-order bonuses for those of you those of you who decide to pre-order the game early. And uh, there's three different available, three different editions available for the game, which I will get into. And um, if you pre-order the game, you'll get a Chocobo Chick Summon Materia DLC. And you will also, if you pre-order through Square Enix, the Square Enix store, you will also get double members reward points for your purchase. Now, the three different editions. First, we have the standard edition, which is your standard $59.99. And it is basically just the game itself, you know, with no extra bells and whistles no frills or extra merchandise it is just the game and you can order that pre-order it on the square enix store amazon best buy gamestop target or for wall uh pre-order it from walmart and get it for 49.95 instead of 59.99 next up we have the final fantasy 7 deluxe edition which is 79.99 and this comes with more than just the game for you know some of the fans some of the mid-range fans uh it has a couple a few collectible trinkets uh things like a soundtrack and a hardback art book with some dlc bonuses in total you get the deluxe edition packaging the Sephiroth Steel Bookcase, the mini soundtrack CD, the hardback art book, and a Cactower Summon Materia DLC. And that is also from 
pre-order you can pre-order from square enix store amazon best buy guest stop gamestop excuse me target and walmart now for the diehard fans and i actually know one or two um chris no actually he's not really 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 yeah he's not a big rpg guy um there's the final fantasy 7 first class edition which clocks in at a whopping $329.99 wow wow yes so i'll give you i'll give you a minute to pick your jaws up off the floor uh, but this one includes quite a few interesting things. For example, you get a Play Arts uh, Kai Cloud Strife and Daytona. You get the mini soundtrack CD, the hardback art book, the Cactower Summer Summon Materia DLC, the Carbuncle Summon Materia D- DLC. The deluxe edition packaging and a Sephiroth steel bookcase. Now the figure uh, itself is really cool. Soundtrack sounds soundtrack awesome. Soundtrack sounds awesome. Soundtrack's cool, but uh, I don't know if it's three hundred and twenty nine ninety nine cool. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. So a um, few other details. Uh, no more revealed a couple months ago that the materia system will still remain the same for the game um and that means that items equipped on weapons and gear that increase their abilities and provide better buffs will still be intact uh the general mechanic of the material will remain unchanged and uh some of them will be removed in the remake since their functions would not be compatible with the overhauled battle system that's right there's going to be an overhauled battle system uh, so if you want to find out some more about the game, uh, well, it looks like they're going to be, the game will be making an appearance at this year's Tokyo Game Show. And, uh, looks like, uh, you can look forward to some Final Fantasy characters from Shinra Inc. Uh, but of course we don't know what characters right now will be revealed at the Tokyo Game Show. But, um... It'll be probably might be some characters like President Shinra, his son Rufus Shinra, or Professor Hojo, the head of the company's science department. And uh, oh, actually, the Tokyo Game Show has uh, is already in progress as it started on September 11th. So look for that, cool. kid. And of course, as I said, the remake releases on March 3rd, 2020 exclusively for the PlayStation 4 and you can do your pre-orders now. <laughs> if you you might want to do a pre-order, pre-order and save up for that 329.99 one. Do it. Yikes. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Yikes. <sighs> That, that's that's pretty bonkers. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Whoa, Speaking whoa. Of bonkers. Yeah, bonkers. Yeah, I'm bonkers. Hearing I'm hearing myself back. come back. Mm-mm. Come back, Mike. Come back. Oh, I'm still here. Oh, I'm, I'm still, still here. I just don't know why I'm hearing a delay. It, it's it, it's feeding back feeding onto back the, onto the Skype channel. Skype channel. Hmm. That's so weird. That's so weird. Hmm. Don't know why. Don't know why. <laughs> 
Let's see. Let's see. This is reality. This is reality, folks. Doesn't feel like reality. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'm just making some adjustments. And there it is. And there it is. Really? Really? I, I, okay, okay. Well, next we got WandaVision. Apparently it's going to be bonkers and it's going to snowball into an epic movie that you're going to, that you've grown to know or love. That's the headline. Mm. Um, so apparently the upcoming WandaVision series is going to lead into Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness. I like that. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen, Paul Bettany, Kat Dennings, Dennings, and Randall Park, and Catherine Hahn uh, sat down with Entertainment Weekly and People to talk about the series, and they tease it's going to be completely bonkers. According to Olsen, it's a mashup between American sitcoms throughout the decades and Marvel films with these characters. Bettany then adds, that's where it starts, and then it sort of snowballs into an epic Marvel movie that you've grown to know or love. Okay. Mm. Um, Now, Olsen went on to express her excitement for the series by saying, Just from starting from Age of Ultron, the things that I've loved about the Scarlet Witch are things that we're getting to explore now. And I'm very nervous and excited about, about it in all the fun ways. But I think we finally get to go down some roads in comic books that are favorites and explore, and it's going to be a wild ride. I like it. So Bettany agreed, saying, I think there's a real progression in the characters and that the relationship and to actually be able to spend time on that. Each time there's more exciting stuff for us to do. The scripts we are reading so far are so bonkers. There's that word again. <laughs> so um, I don't think this show is going to disappoint. No, I don't think so either. I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. And originally, I'm like, okay, how's this going to go back and be in the 50s when they don't exist? I forgot Scarlet Witch has that whole thing where she's able to bend time herself. Mm-hmm. So that's going to make this interesting. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. But not as crazy as our next story. Who oh boy. Um, <laughs> Did you guys cover this on Keepers? Nope. Didn't know about it until I saw that you had posted it. On. <laughs> and then I looked at it and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. That's all you can say is, huh? And then I read it and I was like, what? So... <laughs> So, uh, all right. So, um, uh, I'm sure once I read it, the, uh, everybody listening will probably be saying the same thing. What? (laughs) So the CEO of McDonald's, you know, Big Macs, all that good stuff. Uh, well, the CEO has revealed that Grimace you know, the beloved purple character that we all know and love. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> if you ever wondered what exactly Grimace is, well, I'm about to tell you. You're not going to believe it. I read it and I still don't believe it. <laughs> I want to know how many Big Macs he ate that were spoiled to come up with this story. Or laced with something. Um, because it appears that the character of Grimace, you know, big purple guy, is the larval stage of Ronald McDonald. <sighs> what? 
<laughs> wait, wait. So, I got the perfect one for you. Mm. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll get it for the next one. So, uh, this article actually came out a week ago, um, and it, this blows my mind. So this, <laughs> why? Yeah. This came as an official statement released by McDonald's CEO, Steve Easterbrook. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. You got that right. (laughs) So this is, I'm going to read this statement word for word as it was written. So pay attention because this is going to get crazy. For immediate release, I would hereby like it to be known to the public that Grimace is the larval stage of Ronald McDonald. Okay, that's weird, right? Yeah. It gets weirder. Ronald McDonald is the adult version of Grimace, and the two of them are the same species. Okay. Every 300 years, Ronald McDonald crawls into the ball pit of a McDonald's play area and lays an egg there. Oh, boy. Must be Orlando. (laughs) The egg hatches into Grimace, who is a baby version of Ronald McDonald, you know, in the same way that a maggot is a baby housefly. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. But wait, there's more. Oh, Ronald Donald, the adult Grimace, feeds its baby Grimace by finding nuts and berries in the forest and bringing them back for Grimace to eat. No, notice nuts and berries. Yeah, not, no, you know, not chicken nuggets, French fries, <laughs> whatever. <clears throat> oh, but we're not done yet because after one hundred years of eating, Grimace enters a cocoon and begins a metamorphosis, during which his amorphous purple body slowly transforms into the colorful, more fully developed adult Ronald McDonald. This metamorphosis process takes an additional 200 years, because why not? Are you mental? I'm feeling it. (laughs) When two centuries have elapsed, Grimace emerges from the cocoon, now an adult Ronald McDonald. Oh, my... The new Ronald McDonald eats the old Ronald McDonald, its own mother... (laughs) And begins looking for a mate. Oh, yes. Ronald McDonald mates with the Hamburglar, who is the male variant of the species. And after mating, Ronald McDonald bites the head off of the Hamburglar for reasons of biology. There seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere. Ah, you don't know the half of it. Then Ronald McDonald lays a new egg in the ball pit of a McDonald's play area and the beautiful process begins again. The current There is a fine line between genius and madness. 
Yeah, I think we crossed that line. <laughs> the current Grimace will eat the current Ronald McDonald sometime in the year 2273, and I regret that I will not be there to see it happen. <laughs> Uh, and then he follows up by, I hope this announcement helps you understand McDonald's better. It did not. <laughs> Thank you for eating at our restaurants. Sincerely, Steve Easterbrook, CEO of McDonald's. Thank you very much. Yeah, that that did not help me understand McDonald's. It did the opposite. <laughs> Now, here, here's my question. Oh, you have questions. What a surprise. When's this supposed to take place? 22 what? 73. Are they just going to drop some fake grim, fake egg in some random ball pit <laughs> around the world to go with the story? Uh, sh- maybe. <laughs> In the hopes that someone will find him. What does a Ronald McDonald egg look like, I wonder? <sighs> Holy moly. So, Ronald McDonald. <sighs> All right, citizens. <laughs> yes, I'm going to start using that word for you guys because that's what you know. Because that's what we have in our you know, listening to the show promotes citizenship. Any of you guys, you citizens, who happens to be, who happens to be where there is a Ronald McDonald appearance. Oh, boy. Ask that Ronald McDonald. (laughs) Based on this new press release from the CEO, are are you afraid to know where I'm going with this? (laughs) Or do you think you know? Uh, uh, go ahead. Which bathroom does he go to? Oh, that, oh. or she go to? I don't. This, I since what? Ronald's supposed to be the mother. I I don't. Why? Why in the world? I don't. Where did this? I don't. It did break my brain. My brain is now broken. Why did we need this backstory? That's what I'm saying. Why? That's what I'm saying. Like, where did this come from? Why did this come? Why? How, what? I don't. I I don't. My, you know what? I may try and find the CEO's Twitter account and ask him. Well, which bathroom does Ronald McDonald go to now? You know, though, it makes me wonder if this is the story behind Grimace. Makes me wonder about other things like are chicken McNuggets really little people? <laughs> Poplars, <laughs> Futurama. Ah, uh, this what the what? what? Did did he overdose on Big Macs or McDonald's food and watch a praying mantis show or something? Uh, this is what I, this sounds like. I know. I want a movie made of this now. Oh, jeez. Hey, if we had the banana splits, we can now get this movie. So we could. So we of this generation who grew up with Ron McDonald could see what we're in store for in 2273 when we're dead. Mm. Yeah. I, I, yeah, no. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, man. I mean, I was cracking up when I read it. 
And I, when I had to explain to people at work, I'm reading a story that basically says Grimace is a larva stage of like a maggot to a fly. <laughs> Grimace is the maggot to a Ronald McDonald. Oh, my and then, you know, to go through the whole story, you know, I think basic short form was, and then after 200 years, goes into a cocoon, comes out of the cocoon, eats the old Ronald, mates with Hamburglar to create a new egg, and then bites the head off the Hamburglar. You know, I kind of do want to see this movie. <laughs> what does the cocoon look like? What? It's a bunch of fry guys. <laughs> Oh, the fry guys, they forgot about them. Now, what's uh, the backstory behind them? Oh, I, I, I'm afraid to know. I'm definitely bringing this up with Chris on, on Keepers <laughs> of the Bunch. Next question. <laughs> Explain Mayor McCheese and Big Mac. Oh, no. <laughs> and the worst part is, you know how Mego has been making a comeback? I don't remember if it was Mego who made them or not. But remember, they had Mego-like dolls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had some of them. Oh, boy. You know how many times I had the Batman rogues gallery <laughs> strap down Mayor McCheese to go, we're going to eat you? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. I I'm going to have nightmares about this tonight. (laughs) Oh. Uh, So now I get the stories that I have to figure out how to combine the three into the one. (laughs) How do I I follow that up? (laughs) That's the show, folks. (laughs) Oh, wait, there's more. Returning to a bit of normalcy. Our next story. I think now the question is, who laced the Big Mac? Yeah, I know. It's the next possible tar- Or Grimace is a what? <laughs> we have new options. There's a show title for you. Who laced the Big Mac? <laughs> <laughs> who laced the Big Mac? Who, who, who? Um, well, how about this? Disney Plus, which I found out I may be getting a cast discount for. Ooh, not nice. Not as good as the, the, the D23 membership discount, but close. And I'm hoping it's got the discount for ESPN Plus and Hulu as well mm-hmm. combined. That would be awesome. Yeah, it would. Um, but Disney Plus... According to the social media accounts, they're, they're different social media accounts, which they're all over the place now. Um, the following animated series are coming to Disney Plus in November. That will be X-Men, Spider-Man, The Incredible Hulk, yes, Fantastic Four, all from oh, the 90s. I love it. I have the Fantastic Four series on DVD. Nice. Um, and then, according to one fan, Spider-Woman, Spider-Man and his amazing friends, and 1991 Spider-Man will appear on the platform as well. <laughs> now, the same fan who happens to be in the Netherlands and is beta testing the service says the Adventures of Gummy Bears does not appear at this time. Oh, but, but it could possibly uh, come in the future. Now, at at this point in time, there's no word on Avengers Assemble, Ultimate Spider-Man, X-Men Evolution, and Guardians of the Galaxy. 
Well, you know, you want to save some things for right. for for later on. Right. Uh, now, Disney Plus was teasing earlier in the week that s- several Disney Afternoon series may be coming as well, including DuckTales, Darkwing Duck, uh, which, if that's the case, Gummy Bears would be on that list. Yes. Uh, I believe we would also have Tailspin. Oh, yeah. Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers. Yeah. Um, and then there's a number of older series that... Disney has in their vaults, such as House at Pooh Corner and Muppet huh? Babies, which could potentially be coming as well. Oh, yes. Now, um, trying to think. I'm looking through the next series. Next series, or the next story to meld into this pretty much said what we just said. Um, yes. But the third one, apparently Gargoyles could be included in this lineup as well. Now we are talking. This is also one that I would love seeing turn into either a live action movie or a live action series. And for the Gargoyles, you need to use the original vocal cast of the Gargoyles. Mm. So bring in Mar- um, Marina Sertis, bring in Michael Dorn, bring in the others to, to reprise their roles. Mm-hmm. The humans you could recast. But I think the gargoyles need their original voices. That'd be cool. Um, so, uh, so there's one one thing in the se- that second story that uh, that we that does need to be pointed out just in case. Um, right now, all of this is showing up on the trial run that they're doing in the Netherlands. You believe that the Netherlands currently has Disney Plus already? A beta version. It's because marijuana is legal. Yeah. Um, so just just keep in the back of your mind, everyone, that right. they're on the trial run. And there is a possibility they could not appear on the final version that we get in November. But, I mean. Right. Um, for them not to have it. Well, they're saying, too. Uh, but they're even... Uh, the third story from inside the magic.net saying not only are we more thrilled that not only is goof troop and adventures gummy bears will be included that also gargoyles will be included as well yes um i'm i'm just i'm just going to spend the rest of my life just watching nothing but disney plus it looks like yeah <laughs> yeah so wow. that's that's it for that so if they do that then let's let's only think about some of the other disney produced cartoons that were out there um defenders of the earth that was a marvel production mm-hmm. written by stan lee mm. of course that's the one that had flash gordon and right the phantom um, yeah. And I can't remember the guy with the top hat. Ah, uh, yeah. I can't remember his name. Anyway. Uh, the newer Flash Gordon TV show was also a Marvel production. Mm. <laughs> um, which Marvel Productions was the old Marvel animated or Marvel television. I wonder, I wonder if, uh, yeah, I wonder if like we'll see like any of the old TV shows or anything. I would love to see some of the early, like the 60s yeah. cartoons. Um, How about Ewoks and Droids? They gotta put that up there at some point. Yeah. Assuming they have the rights to all of this, too. Yeah. I mean, like, the you know, 
Well, they should. It was a Lucasfilm product. Yes, but it could also be partially owned by the whatever studio put it. But but the show aired on ABC. The show's aired on ABC. Oh, in that case, then it shouldn't be a problem. Oh, what about the Little Mermaid or Aladdin or the Stitch cartoons? Yeah. Those would be cool. I'm sure. I'm sure I'm missing others Mm. that I don't remember. There's tons, sure. Yeah. I mean... This, this could all be everything is the 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 thought of it is just mesmerizing. It's insane. Yeah, insane in the membrane. <laughs> Seems to be a going theme this this episode. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you put what in the Big Mac? <laughs> but we're not done with Disney quite yet. No, because this is kind of a cool story. Um, so, uh, it was just announced that the Walt Disney Archives is going to be kicking off a year-long 50th anniversary celebration. Um, so, uh, so this is going to be a traveling exhibit that offers a rare look at some of the treasures from the archives, uh, of Disney. Things like never before displayed production art from Fantasia. Uh, Walt Disney's office set from Saving Mr. Banks, the original pitch portfolio used to secure investors for Disneyland, wow. maquette, uh, maquettes from animated films like Peter Pan and Frozen, and much more. Which we know some people who were involved in some of the stuff. Mm. Bruce Sick. That's sick. <laughs> So, the 10,000-square-foot exhibit will feature more than 400 objects. Wow. Including artwork, costumes, props, all kinds of stuff that will tell the story of the Disney archives, the Walt Disney Company, and Walt Disney himself, which will make you feel as if you stepped into the Walt Disney archives as you take in the dazzling display and of course, gold members of the D23 official fan club will be invited for an exclusive look at the exhibit before it opens to the general public during a special preview night where you can chat with Disney archivists and explore the exhibit. The exhibit will run through August 30th, 2020, uh, before heading to other locations around the country. That will be revealed in 2020. Oh, yeah, this exhibit I forgot to mention. Uh, it will start in at the Bowers Dam in Santa Ana, California. Ooh. Inside the Walt Disney Archives, 50 years of preserving the magic will open to on March 7th, 2020. Um, and then uh, so D23 Gold members can receive discounts on tickets. And discounts on merchandise in the museum store. So, additionally, throughout 2020, there are other ways to join the 50th anniversary celebration. Uh, The archives will partner with El Capitan Theaters in Hollywood for special El Cap throwback screenings during the year. Hmm. I'm El Uh, Capitano! (laughs) I didn't know you had that. (laughs) Uh, There will be a special exhibit, 50 Years of the Walt Disney Archives, that will debut at D23's Destination D event. At Walt Disney Resort in the fall of 2020, that will include 50 iconic treasures, each representing a year that the archives has been in existence. 
then it'll be D23's Behind the Scenes Experience, which is a day at the Studio Lot events in 2020, held exclusively for gold members of D23, that will offer rare glimpses into how the archives preserve the magic of the Walt Disney Company. Very cool. And, of course, all official Walt Disney Studios tours in 2020 presented by D23 will include a special gift for guests themed to the 50th anniversary. Um, so the Walt Disney Archives was founded by Disney legend Dave Smith in 1970, and it has carefully safeguarded the most treasured items from the Walt Disney Company's history, and it is a vital resource for every part of Disney, as well as an important research center for Disney scholars, researchers, and writer writers. I want to be a Disney scholar. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Some cool stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, I think this may be the last story of the night. I believe so. And what does that mean? Try to take over the world. Uh, no. <laughs> you heard that one okay, right? Mm, I didn't hear anything, no. Well, okay. We're changed yet again, mister. Try to take over the world. Okay. Now that we're having fun with that, um... Netflix is releasing a teaser for October horror films. And this is including Stephen, an adaptation of Stephen King and Joe Hills in the tall grass, just coming Mm. October 4th. Interesting. So a full breakdown of the Netflix originals that are coming in the shadow of the moon premiering September 27th. Scary. In the Tall Grass, premiering October 4th. Oh, In the Shadow of the Moon. In 1988, a Philadelphia police officer doggedly haunts a serial killer whose crimes seemingly follow no pattern. But he hasn't considered how far the repercussions of this hunt may go. Hmm. In the Tall Grass, premiering October 4th, uh, is when siblings Becky and Cal hear the cries of a young boy lost within a field of tall grass. They venture to rescue him, only to become ensnared themselves by a sinister force. Mm-hmm. Um, fractured, premiering October 11th, driving home after a tense holiday weekend with his in-laws. Ray Monroe, a well-meaning but overwhelmed family man, pulls into the into a rest area with his wife and daughter. Uh, the trip takes a turn for the worse when Perry, the daughter, is hurt in an accident and the family rushes to a nearby emergency room run by a staff with dubious intentions. Uh, Eli premiering October 18th. Uh, it's the story of a young boy plagued with an unknown debilitating illness that requires him to live completely sealed off from the outside world. Mm. After exhausting every option, his parents put their trust in his life in the hands of a doctor whose experimental cutting-edge treatments at her clean house facility may hold Eli's last hope. As he undergoes the tremendously intense process that could potentially cure him, he begins to be haunted by experiences that make him question who he could trust and who's lurking outside inside the house. Uh, and then Rattlesnake, premiering October 25th. Katrina is a single mother driving across country to start a new life with her young daughter, Clara, when the car breaks down in the middle of nowhere. Dun, dun, dun. But, that, but we know for a fact that nowhere is actually in the middle of somewhere. That could be anywhere. 
<laughs> anyway, as Katrina changes the tire, Clara wanders off the desert road and is bitten by a venomous rattlesnake. Mm. Desperate to save her daughter's life, Katrina accepts the help of a mysterious woman. But after she miraculously heals Clara, Katrina is asked to repay the good deed by killing a stranger in exchange for the life saved. Ooh, these sound interesting. Indeed they do. Indeed they do. So, um, yeah. May may have to check them out. Netflix's got to do something because they're they're losing... Mm. A lot. They're losing people a lot. So, uh, they got to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, uh, that wraps up our stories. Final thoughts? Um, yeah, I I have one final thing. It's a bit of sad news, unfortunately. Uh, this just came out today. Um, veteran rock music- musician Eddie Money has passed away at the age of 70. Yeah, uh, he's best known, of course, for songs like "Baby Hold On," Two Tickets to Paradise," and "Take Me Home Tonight." And uh, I well, guess last month he, he he got his ticket to paradise. That will take him home. Indeed, I guess last month he had revealed he had uh, been diagnosed with stage four esophageal cancer, and he, according to his family, he passed away peacefully early this morning, September thirteenth. So, uh, yeah, we lost another one. Yep, yep. Uh, there was someone else who, we've had a couple other deaths. I don't, uh, don't remember offhand. Well, this one just happened early today, so it's very, still very fresh. And, of course, you know, condolences go out to the family. Uh... Trying to f- for September, we had uh, Wu Yi Yi Gong, Chinese film director, passed away. Eddie Money, Wu Yi Gong just passed away today, as we're recording, since we're after midnight. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, Eddie Money is the big one. Um, on the twelfth, no one, no one from our world. Uh, from the eleventh, um, Mardik Martin. Uh, hmm. he was a screenwriter for, uh, Raging Bull, Mean Streets, New York, New York. Hmm. Um, on the 10th, again, I'm not seeing anyone from pop culture. So, um, I will have to say, speaking of 9-11, um, History Channel did a show, 9-11, inside Air Force One. Oh, wow. Talking about, um, and it, and it starts on with you know, the tenth. They fly down to Sarasota, Florida, for him, you know, for George Bush to to meet, you know, be in prep for the kids, mm. you know, reading to the kids, and mm. they go through all that through the nine hours that he was away from D.C. after the attacks, and uh, yeah. He um, he was not a happy camper, and for the longest time, they thought that Air Force One was a target as well. All right, yeah. So 
that was an interesting. I had never seen that one before. Hmm. And I watched it because I wanted to see how they handled Barksdale Air Force Base, which is where I used to live. And uh, I remember my father-in-law saying, yeah, president starts to speak. There's a glitch. And we hear Air Force One whining, landing again and taking back off again because Hmm. their house was literally a mile from the runway. Hmm. And apparently when they landed at Barksdale, the base was on lockdown because they were having war games. So here's all these bombers with nuclear nuclear armament all over them within yards of Air Force One. (laughs) Oh, all someone's got to do is if they knew he was going to be at Barksdale, hit one of the bombers, (laughs) taken care of. Oh, it's crazy. Crazy day. Um, I don't have anything else. Final thought was, I, I think I need to rest my brain. <laughs> it will mm. test your head and your mind and your brain. So is this live? <laughs> that statement has never been more true. <laughs> I'll be watching you. <laughs> You're going to need to do more than just watching. Um, on that note, I don't know why we would ask this, especially after the Grimace story, but... (laughs) Want to know more? So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production. (laughs) Why?